For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome one and all to another edition of After Hours. No default, just it'll be been a while, uh, but happy to be back and talking to a man we've talked to for years about the NFL. The preseason has kicked off. We've had two weeks of preseason action. This guy is a senior writer for uh, Yahoo and also a sports betting guru. Won the Westgate contest, was first among media members last year with his NFL picks. And we'll talk a lot, a lot about what's going on and what he's thinking of going forward. From Yahoo, the one and only Frank Schwab joins us today on After Hours. Good morning. Good afternoon, Mr. Schwab. How you doing, Frank? Frank, you there? Yeah, hey, how you doing? I'm doing well, sir. I hope you're doing well. We know you're out in the Denver area, so appreciate you joining us. All righty, so we've talked, I think, with you about this every single year. Um, it is preseason. You're starting to see some starters. Patrick Mahomes playing both games. Tua played for the Dolphins. Um, Aaron Rodgers is supposed to play in week three. What do you do with the preseason? What do you take as a guy who makes picks, does power rankings, does the whole thing, and you cover the NFL as well as anyone? What do, when you see preseason action, what do you get from it? I, I try to get nothing out of it. <laughs> it's hard because, you, you know, you're watching these games and it's going to – but teams aren't playing how they're normally going to play, obviously, as far as scheming and all that kind of stuff. It's definitely personnel. We've seen that change a ton in the NFL over the last five years or so. So – you don't want to be fooled by anything. If somebody looks great in the preseason, a team or a player, sometimes that can matter. Sometimes that is a, a, a sign of things to come. But I remember this way back when. I remember watching, of all people, Brandon Whedon. I remember this. You know, the old Oklahoma State quarterback went to the Browns, first-round pick, looked great in the preseason. I was like, wow, he's really turned a corner. He's going to be, you know, the Browns are going to be better. Whedon's going to be taking a step for him. For example. It was terrible. They, they started the games, they blitzed him, and that was it. Like, it was, it was over. So I try to take as little out of it as I can, to be honest. I, some personnel stuff, like, you know, is this guy playing over this guy? Is this, you, you do try to take that. But I, I just don't think there's much that we see this month that is really going to impact how I feel about, uh, you know, regular season stuff. And I'm already, honestly, I'm falling into the trap a little bit because I love the Packers coming in this year, for an example. I think they're going to be much better than everybody thinks. I'm watching Jordan Love, all these great plays he's making. He has looked really, really good. I say, wow, yes, I'm right. The Packers are going to be great. Whereas maybe, <laughs> maybe not. And we've I've fallen for this trick before. So the thing that I have tried, I try to do is look at, tendencies and areas where maybe teams have struggled. Like the Dolphins offensive line has been an issue. Uh, Mike McDaniel is a guy that last year went away from the run. Um, the Jets, we've heard a lot this offseason with all the ballyhoo about Aaron Rodgers, talking about the Packers being there. Their offensive line has supposedly struggled and Rodgers is a little scared. So uh, Mekhi Becton looked good this past weekend in his preseason action. So uh, I've looked at that kind of stuff and tried to take something from it. Um, when you look around, before we get to the teams that should be good, when you look at some of the teams that, you know, the Broncos last year had a lot of hope. 
the area you're out of and struggle, but now they bring in Sean Payton, the Jets, go and get Aaron Rodgers, and they had all that talent, but the quarterback was their issue. Um, the Giants did make the playoffs, give Jones a lot of money, bring back Saquon Barkley. When you look around at the teams that have question marks, but a lot of people are excited about, who has piqued your interest throughout the preseason and this offseason? You know, I, I think that the Jets are a very good example. They're a team I was... I keep going back and forth on them, very high on them early. Then you start to think, well, is this the Broncos? We're doing this all over again. New new quarterback, new situation. Maybe the defense regresses. But now I'm kind of back on them. The defense has looked really good in the preseason, which I shouldn't pay attention to. But I do. Um, I, I think the Jets are going to be pretty good. I think one team, you know, the not necessarily new team, you know, new faces type of deal. But one team I have some questions about going into year is the 49ers. Nobody else seems to have any questions about them. And that's fine. But we're just convinced that Brock Purdy is, you know, next Joe Montana. Like, I, I don't know. He looks healthy, at least, which is a big question, obviously. But I have quite a more questions about this 49ers team than everybody else, I think. A lot of these other teams, everybody's excited now. And, you know, only seven teams can make, especially the AFC. You look, there's nine, maybe ten playoff quality teams in the AFC. They're not going to all make it. So, I, but, you know, everybody's excited now, except, you know, the Arizona Cardinals, I guess. So we're, uh, it's really interesting. But, yeah, the Jets stand out as the one team that it's going to be spectacular, win or lose. It's just, it's must-watch football. It's that market. It's that player. Aaron Rodgers on the Jets. I mean, it's either, it, no matter, they could go 6-11 and or 13-4, or and it's going to be interesting either way. So it seemed to me that it's uh, there's a, being down here in South, out of South Florida. There's a, a connection between the Chargers and the Dolphins. Did the Dolphins botch not getting Herbert? Herbert's clearly better statistically. Herbert clearly more prototypical quarterback. He is already in the top five quarterback discussion. Where two is lucky is in the top ten to fifteen. And as much as that skill, that's also health. Herbert plays two a dozen. 100%. I, I'll give the nod to Herbert in that regard. But when you look at what they've done on the field, winning, lo- losing. Justin Herbert's had almost as much talent as Tua. Uh, the first couple years, he definitely had more talent than Tua around him. And he hasn't won more. Uh, the Chargers, and again, that's not all him. He's had Anthony Lynn first, and now Brandon Staley is uh, the other version of Nathaniel Hackett, where he's a guy that a lot of people liked to be a head coach, and he seems to make the wrong decision time and time again. So that doesn't always go against Herbert. But I- I'm curious because the Chargers have a lot of talent on offense. They get J.C. Jackson back. They have Derwin James. They'll get Joey Bosa back. So they have a lot of talent on defense. Yet they were a first round out after having a 28-point, having a four-score lead on the young upstart Jaguars and losing. Brandon Staley's back for some reason, and most people don't know, wonder what pictures he has. Uh, when you look at the Chargers, to me, like it feels bad to say make or break when a guy's only in his fourth year. But Herbert gets lofted in that Burrow, Mahomes, Josh Allen conversation, but he hasn't won anything yet, and it is year four. And this, the other yeah, I, three guys have won a lot. What do you do with the Chargers? What do you do with Herbert when they have all this talent but they don't win? And I think that there's there's something to be said. I think you have to. You can't just put Justin Herbert in this. They have one category. I think he's a very good quarterback. I think the situation, I don't know what it is about the Chargers. You, you talked about that. If I were, were going to blow a 27-point you know, lead in the playoffs and lose, you said, oh, it's the char- Chargers, right? I, I mean, they're just that's in their DNA. That <laughs> They just make these, all these weird losses and weird decisions. 
I still believe in Herbert. I, I think that Herbert's a very, very good quarterback. And I know he's, he's obviously a big topic of conversation down there just because of the Tua comparisons. And he hasn't won anything yet. Uh, but I don't know that that's necessarily all on him. It's just yeah. – it, it doesn't matter the quarterbacks with this team. It doesn't matter the personnel or the coaches. They always just seem to lose weird ways. And and I, I see people talking themselves into it again, and I'm trying not to, where you look at this roster, you look at the depth chart, you say, oh, my goodness, this team could win a Super Bowl if everything comes together. It's not going to happen. It never does. we got to quit trying to talk ourselves into the Los Angeles Chargers because they always just disappoint us. I Look, I think it'd be fun if the Chargers were good. I think Herbert's a fun player. But this I don't know if they're cursed or what. I mean, the coach hasn't helped them. I, I But I, I do. I love Herbert as a player. He's fantastic, I think. But this team, it's just something about them where every single offseason we do this, where we're talking ourselves into the Chargers, and they're just inevitably going to disappoint everybody because they're that's just the way they do it. So we talked about the others. Let's talk about the contenders. You brought up the Niners. I, look, I'm in that camp where it's not, okay, it's not that I assume Purdy's going to take the league by storm. They just have so much talent, and they're so well yeah. coached that I, I, he isn't one of, that's the thing. When you get these, like, Strouds and Youngs, they're drafted in the top five, right? So they know the organization's on their shoulders. So they feel they need to make the play, and that's what gets, we see time and time again, that's what gets quarterbacks in trouble trying to do too much. Purdy knows it ain't about him. <laughs> Purdy knows as right. Mr. Irrelevant or whatever that he's just lucky to be there. Okay, coach, tell me what to do and I'll do it. And as weird as that seems, because the greatest talents of all time always have ego, because there's so much talent on that roster on both sides of the ball, it works. And that's what seemed to work last year. And until he got hurt, it always worked. Like, even in the playoff game when they sort of struggled that second half, he woke up and they woke up. And they played good teams. It wasn't like they were playing gimmies. They just seemed to have everything you need to have a perfect team, even in this era. So that's why I sort of, it's not that I believe in Purdy. It's just I believe in that system. But you're not wrong. He's going up against, let's say, a Hurts. He's going up against some of these, if they go to a Super Bowl, a Mahomes or a Burrow. Like, he's not going to be the great quarterback. What do you do with the Eagles? Because to me, I know they lost a little bit on the offensive line. I know they lost a little bit on the defensive line, but they've drafted really well. And they just seem to fit so well. And Sirianni did a really good job in freaking year one. Do you just assume them to keep steamrolling along when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles? I mean, I can't really deny it. Like, I, I know the Super Bowl hangover is real, especially for losers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... But, I mean, it just seemed like, yeah, they lost to the Chiefs last year, and that was disappointing, clearly. But it just seemed like the beginning, instead of no. some big disaster, it just seemed like, okay, they're going to be back. The roster is so good. Like, as you alluded to, they've drafted so well. They've made the right signings. They signed Hassan Reddick, and he's just one of the best passers in the NFL. Like, everything helps, at least turning into gold. And there's no reason when I look at that roster, and also the rest of the NFC. The NFC is bad. Like I, we have to. I mean, we all know that. Like the AFC's got a majority of the talent this year. And you look and you say, how who's beating this team really? Like I, it, they're clearly the best team on paper. And you know, I mean, all it takes is one bad day in the playoffs, and, and your whole season's ruined. But I, I, I just, I, it's hard for me when we're going to do picks in a couple of weeks for Yahoo. It's going to be hard for me not to pick Eagles to, to come out of the NFC and, and represent them in the Super Bowl because why wouldn't it be? Why, nothing's changed really for them. They had another great draft. They're just a run so well right now. And just, look, having Jalen Hurts come from the second round and become one of the 
greatest quarterbacks in the NFL is just such a boon for them yeah. that it, it, it just changes your entire franchise trajectory when that happens. And, you know, he could win – Jalen Hurts could win an MVP this season. Wouldn't surprise me at all. They're great on paper, and I think they're, they're – I'm just ignoring the Super Bowl hangover and saying they're going to be good again. You brought up the AFC. It is annoying as a Dolphins fan how loaded the AFC is. <laughs> like, it's just – even – that was funny. is even the, the division, the AFC South, that supposedly sucked. Now the Jags have turned it around, and they have one of the most talented young rosters in all of football. So they should – yeah, their division will be easy for them because it's a bunch of young upstarts. But – and the tenant Titans seem to be in transition, it feels like. But they're now loaded, so that's another team you don't have to worry about. And, and look, they, they pushed the Chiefs in the playoffs last year. That Lamar gets his money. Deshaun now has had a year to play for the, the Browns. The Steelers, you never know. So the AFC North is going to be competitive. The AFC West is loaded. The AFC East is now loaded, and that was usually the Patsy division. The AFC is just rough. The Buffalo Bills were the team everyone was singing their praises last year, and it feels like to me, when you look at the Bengals and the Chiefs, they are a notch above them. But a lot of people are starting to wear thin with the Bills, like maybe they'll take a step back. Uh, as good as Allen has been, he showed his turnover issues again last year as he led the league in turnovers from the quarterback position. What do you do with the Bills? Because it feels like the Chiefs, the Bengals will be there. They're only going to get better. A lot of people have the Bills going backwards, and I don't know if we're wrong about that. You know, and that's the thing, you know, I do these team previews yeah, during yeah, yeah. the summer and I spend a day each on each team and I really, really dig down and, and look at what they've done and watch tape and, and read everything and all that kind of stuff. And the Bills were the one team where I said, wow, this, this team is better than I thought. Okay. Because we've forgot, we've forgotten how good the Bills were because they had a bad day in the playoffs and they really did. But last season, they did not lose a regular season game by more than three points. Wow. They, they lost three games by eight points. They were that close to going 16-0. and 0. Not that, you know, there's a butterfly effect, and it's not like they were going to go 16-0, and 0, but they could have lost. They could have won every single game they lost. They'd gone 16-0. and 0. And then you wonder, that playoff game was terrible. Everybody remembers that. And I think that's what's really driving this whole, like, the Bills aren't, aren't quite as good. They were, I think their emotional tank was on empty after the DeMar Hamlin yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, and I, look, I hate to put the DeMar Hamlin situation into those terms, but it's true. Like, I, it's hard. It was hard for them to just pick up and, you know, where they left off. And they also, nobody wants to talk about this either, the Bills were kind of robbed of a chance to get the number one seed. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to remember that. They were 13-3, and three, had the tiebreaker over the Chiefs, who went 14-3, and three, but they had the game canceled. What if they win that game against the Bengals, have a bye week? And, you know, I mean, it's... Yeah. But you look back at the Bills, and I don't know if you use DVOA, the, the old football outsiders metric, uh, but there was only one team that was top 12 in offense, defense, and special teams last year, and the Bills were top four in oh, each wow. of those categories. They were the most balanced team of football. They were just as good as we remember. They had a bad day and a bad day. They really did. Like, it was, the Bengals got them. There's no question about that, but that happens. I'm taking the Bills to win the Super Bowl. I, oh, I wow. think that if you like the Bills 12 months ago, you should like the Bills today. Their roster is basically the same. Von Miller should come back at some point in September. I mean, they're saying maybe week one. I doubt that. Maybe September, late, early October. I think that this Bills team is just as good as we remember. I liked them last year, and I like them this year. I'll take them into a little higher odds than they were last year. They were, they were they, we all expect them to be great last season, and they were great last season. Again, three losses by eight combined points. I, I, I just think that we're overlooking this Bills team. They're, they're really, really good. Frank, you are the man. Appreciate it. Check him out at Yahoo Schwab. Not only does NFL, but he, as we love, if you follow us here, 
on Believe. He is big in gambling, and it's not just football. He does gambling, I think, across the board. I've seen some baseball stuff. I saw a lot of basketball stuff. I've seen some college football stuff from you. So if you are into wagering this man, I can't promise anything, but he knows his stuff. So definitely, I would keep an eye at Yahoo Schwab on Twitter. Frank, we appreciate it, man, and hopefully we get to talk to you a lot during the season. Absolutely. I appreciate all that. All right, be well. One and only Frank Schwab. We've been talking to him for years. If you want more of us, and we do a lot of gambling, a lot of wagering, check us out. South Florida Live each and every morning, the Defoe Show with Luby. Check us out. We do some stuff uh, locally. If you're big on South Florida sports, the Five Reasons Sports Network, and we do our national stuff right here. After hours with Defoe and Luby. Like Defoe likes to say, whether you're the Jets and you have hope, whether you're the Cardinals and it feels like you don't have hope, no matter what's going on with your sports team or in life, you got to believe. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food. Amazing atmosphere. Good for a family. Good for a date or just a night out for yourself. And prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched. Steaks hand cut every day. Everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.